All right, welcome in Undraftables, second bonus episode, overall episode number eight. Cade Carlton with you, Cade Livingston with you for a few minutes this afternoon, chopping it up. Uh, some things we want to get into today. Before we get into anything, I'll say what's up to Cade Livingston. What's going on, man? It's uh, good to be here. You know, uh, we haven't done just uh, you and me in a while, so yeah. uh, going back to going back to the, the first two episodes, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this probably won't be as long as the first two episodes, but uh, just I hope not. Yeah, just just a few <laughs> things we're going to talk about. Uh, you know, that's kind of going on. Ba- Major League Baseball is coming back. Um, Tiger Woods is back this week, although he's playing like garbage right now. He just made a bogey to go four over, um, so he's probably going to miss the cut. But uh, a lot of things we wanted to get into, and, uh, you know, one of the things we kind of wanted to start with was, uh, you know, you and I both last weekend were up in Indianapolis uh, for an AAU tournament. Uh, you know, I got to see a lot of good teams, a lot of good players. Uh, you know, Sports City U, All, All Ohio Express, both had some good players, and, you um, you know, it was different. It was weird, but it felt good to kind of get back into the gym last weekend. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been, I mean, since March, early March, late February for most kids and most coaches. And um, just to be back in the gym, you know, it was a great event. Who's your heat? Uh, John McGraw did a great job. Uh, the facilities were safe. They were checking everybody back in. Uh, if you, you know, spectators had to wear a mask and, you know, um, you know, it's just good to see people competing and, and hear the shoes squeak and the ball bounce again. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, we got to see a lot of good players. Uh, I know you and I both kind of talked about over the weekend just how impressed we were uh, with with that Sports City team we saw on Saturday. Had a kid that's uh, committed to South Carolina, one that's probably going to Ohio State, one that's going to Purdue. And, you know, just as someone that's never been in that environment uh, – you know, it's kind of mind blowing the first time you see some of these AAU teams in person. Yeah, um, you know that's. I was excited for you to be able to come along and see that. Uh, Sports City is unbelievable. Uh, Bryce does a great job, him and his staff. And I mean, it, it, I, I challenge somebody to find me a better team than them in the country. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard Team Curry, uh, which is Steph Curry's team, is pretty good. They won a big tournament down at Atlanta while we were. Well, we were in, up in Indy. Um, I heard they're pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm sure they could play, you know, give Sports City a run for their money, but I'd still take Sports City. Um, you know, they're just – they're they're long, they're athletic, and they just really get after you and guard you. And um, it was really cool to see that from when you bring 10, 11 kids together that don't usually play together. There's usually some chemistry issues, and apparently they've, they've got that worked out already. So – um, it was it was neat to see that, and and it, I mean, there's a there's some really good programs up there that had really good kids. Um, competitive basketball, I thought for being off since late February, early March, I thought the basketball was pretty good. Yeah, um, you know, there obviously there's there's there was some rust, but for the most part, it was kids were making shots and competing and and guarding and diving on the floor. It's just good to see it back you know and um i'm I'm sure for you being in that environment for the first time it was you probably couldn't tell much of a difference that that really is not the best that you'll end up seeing all summer yeah yeah i mean it was uh 
I mean, for me as someone who's just really seen like high school girls basketball and college girls basketball, never been in that AAU environment. It was just, um, you know, it's different to have four games going on at the same time in the same place, all on different courts. Um, you know, and it was it was awesome. I thought uh, I thought it was cool just to see fans involved with sports. Um, and now, obviously, it was required to wear a mask in every venue we went to. Uh, one of the venues, you know, had to, you know, made you fill out some type of waiver. Uh, but, I mean, it did, like, seeing that go down and seeing it be successful did give me a little bit of hope of, hey, maybe we can do, you know, have some sports, maybe not the collegiate or the professional level, but some high school sports with fans um, in the fall maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's the hope. And, you know, just waiting on, you know, the the state association to come out and say what's going to happen. And, and you know, I, I think people would be happy if it was delayed by two weeks, three weeks, even four, you know, as long as we get to play. So, um, yeah, look, looking forward to it. I think I think your club sports are showing this can be done yeah. um, because I know there's baseball going on there. I mean, we were in the facility where there was volleyball going on at the same time, you know, and uh, – so hopefully we can get this done and get some get some uh, sports back to at the at the high school level and kind of see how it goes. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so that was fun last weekend. Uh, we'll be in Birmingham or Hoover, wherever uh, next weekend. So that'll be fun. But uh, while we're in Hoover next weekend, uh, there's also going to be some other sporting events going on. Uh, and that is the return of Major League Baseball, which will probably dominate the storylines um, next week. So Major League Baseball going to return on a Friday. WNBA going to return on that Saturday. And the week after, the NBA is going to return. So uh, we're starting to get all these sports back. But, uh, you know, uh, had some inter-squad scrimmages for baseball this week. Um, it's been weird to see baseball without fans, but um, – I know you and I both are kind of excited to, you know, get the MLB back, even if it is going to be just a shortened 60-game season. Yeah, um, you know, I've been, you know, I'm an Atlanta Braves fan and been watching some of their inter-squad stuff and actually watching one right now while we're talking. Um, you know, they, they open up with a, uh, I guess, quote-unquote spring training their two-game spring training series with the Marlins on Tuesday next week. So maybe they may be playing before we get another episode up. So um, that's exciting. Um, the 60-game season, like we've talked in the past, who knows what's going to happen, except we know Baltimore's not going to be any good. It yeah. doesn't matter how, how many games <laughs> that, that they have. But, uh, no, it, it's going to be good to, to see some sports back on TV and, and baseball back. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's going to be different um, it, just because there's – like, you know, I was talking with a few of my friends yesterday. We're starting up a fantasy baseball league, and, you know, they were worried like, oh, the season's going to go on so long, so we have to have X amount of buy-in because people are going to drop out. And I'm like, I mean, really and truthfully, this is going to be shorter than the fantasy football season. So it's going to be fun from like a fantasy baseball standpoint. And you only get 60 games, and so I think that's going to be fun. But um, I am excited to see just how it looks because the inter-squad scrimmages have been weird without any fans. Like I watched Hobby Baez hit a tank past the uh, left field scoreboard at Wrigley the other day and there's nobody out there in the outfield bleachers. I mean, that's just going to take some time to get used to. 
and these in these inter squad scrimmages, the camera angle you've got the center field camera angle, and then you've got the camera angle from the press box that shows the whole field, and that's yeah. it. And that's been weird. Hopefully that that changes once uh, they start putting games on TV, but it may not because of the limited availability for media and things to get in there. So, um, but no, really looking forward to it. You know, um, I was really excited about the Braves signing Yasiel Puig, uh, you know, this week, knowing that Marquez is not going to play. Um, and then Freddie Freeman's still out. He's not going to be ready for opening day. So um, for us to be able to go pick up, you know, kind of a quality bat like that, especially with the DH now in the NL, we needed that, you know, and so really excited about that. Excited about, you know, our young guys still, you know, taking steps to keep getting better. You know, I watched uh, Soroka pitch the other day and he was looked really dominant like he did all last year. So yeah. um, really excited about that. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I'm excited for the Cubs just because of the division that they're in. I think they're probably better than Milwaukee. I think them in St. Louis are – I think they're probably about even. I might take the Cubs in a seven-game series, but I think them and St. Louis are about even. I think they're better than the White Sox. I think they're better than the Indians. So I, I think they're better than most teams in their division. So uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see uh, because nobody's dropped out for the Cubs yet. Like they're one of the few teams where they haven't had anybody of significance drop out. Like Bias is going to be there. Bryant, Rizzo. Uh, you know, you Darvish, like everyone's going to be there. So I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm just excited to get baseball going. Uh, again, I think, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be weird and take some getting used to, but, uh, if they do it right, I really think that baseball could get a lot of traction, you know, with the national sports media, which is something they have struggled with because they've regionalized the sport so much over the course of the past few years. Yeah, um, but baseball, you know, is known as America's pastime, but I don't know that it's been that the last five to ten years. Um, you know, football's taken off, you know, because of college and the popularity of the NFL. Um, yeah, this is definitely a chance for Major League Baseball to get back, um, kind of take center stage, because we still don't know what football's going to do. Um, you know, it seems like every day we have some some new conference in college saying they're not going to play this fall, and you're just wondering, all right, when are the big the big conferences? When are they going to announce something? You know, and what is it going to be? Because it's, I think we're all on the same page. It's not going to be a 12 game schedule. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it's hopefully it's something. Hopefully we can all they can figure something out. But then what's the NFL going to do? You know, they they haven't come out with anything, but I saw where the Texans and Chiefs are calling their rookies in to get tested to start training camp. So, yeah. um, you know, they've got to come up with something pretty soon. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's just kind of the unknown. Uh, you know, like obviously PGA and UFC, they've been doing it for a little bit, and they have everything down pat for the most part. Um, we, you know, we think now that the teams have gotten to the bubble in both the WNBA and the NBA that they kind of have everything down and – you know, it should be smooth uh, for the most part. You know, you would think that those two leagues wouldn't have to preempt their season early, but it's just the matter of the unknown with everyone else. I mean, there's so much unknown with the MLB, you know, not being able to get their test results back from, you know, that lab in Utah. And then, you know, the NCAA really and truly hasn't set forth any guidelines whatsoever of 
what to do, you know, if we're playing fall sports. You know, like the AAC came out yesterday and said uh, everybody has to take a coronavirus test 72 hours prior to any competition, which I'm fine with, but there's been nothing mandated from the national level at the NCAA. Well, does that, but that, does that surprise anybody? No. There's no, there's no leadership in the NCAA and – I mean, I read a I read a story yesterday that from a uh, Power Five commissioner that said that nobody trusts the NCAA and Mark Emmert, you know, and so that's why everybody's going to make their own decisions on this. And you know, this sounds crazy, but it may be the time to for everybody to leave the NCAA and let's redo this whole thing, you know, and because they're the ones holding up, you know, the players getting paid stuff, the 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 transfer rules where you know a coach can leave and go coach the next year, but why does a player have to sit out when yeah. when if you and me you know if you, you know you're a student at Arkansas State if you wanted to transfer to Memphis you could do it and not have to sit out a year you know yeah. and and so what makes it different for an athlete and um yeah there, there's just no leadership which causes then then you've got all these conference commissioners doing whatever they want and it's going to be chaos. Yeah, I just I, I I've always thought we're at a better spot, maybe to get professional sports back than we are collegiate sports, just because you know there's leadership at the professional level, and obviously there's a whole lot more money to do this coronavirus testing, um, and I just I I just don't see a scenario it, where college sports can return back to any sense of normal until there is some type of like vaccine because i mean when you get down to the group of five level if you have if you mandate that you have to test every you know 72 hours prior to every competition i mean that's a lot of money spent on coronavirus tests i mean you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars and that some of those group of fives don't have right now yeah i, I mean, mean like ulm's athletic budget is like 15 16 million are you telling me they have enough money to go out and get coronavirus tests for every single fall competition? Like, no. Well, it's going to be interesting because the leagues, you know, your Big 12, SECs, and ACC, they do have the money. Right. And, I mean, those schools and fan bases, they want to play football. And are they going to be willing to take that chance and step out there and kind of go against the norm and do the testing um, but then how are they going to still be able to isolate their student athletes when school starts, you know, right now, you know, I think a hundred year check came out yesterday and said that since they've started their voluntary workouts with all their athletes, they've had 10 positive, uh, test results come back. Nine of them have quarantined and been back and there's still one that's still in quarantine. That's not bad for as many people that are on campus there, but but there's fixing to be thousands of kids coming on campus and we all know college kids are not just going to sit in their dorm room on a, on a Tuesday night, you know? So, um, it's almost like you wish you could create a bubble for these football teams and, and volleyball and and soccer and everything that's going on. So they could play, but I don't see how you can. Yeah. Like Um, you, you can create a bubble in professional sports, but when you're talking about, you know, still having to go to class and, you know, still having to do all these things that, you know, go along with college, like extracurricular activities, stuff like that. I mean, it's it's hard to create a bubble in collegiate athletics, whereas 
it's a whole lot easier to do that in professional. Like we've seen it, uh, you know, like I said, with the PGA and the UFC, and the, both of those have gone over fine. You would think the NBA and the WNBA would go over fine. And you would think that the NFL, if they needed to, they would go into some type of bubble. So, like, you can do it at the professional level. I just don't know how effectively you could do that at the collegiate level, which makes it increasingly more difficult to play if numbers continue to rise and there's no vaccine in sight. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, it almost has to be that you're not going to allow any students on campus besides athletes. Yeah. And, and that, I mean. Well, then how is know. that fair to other students, you know? Right, right. Um, now, we all know the almighty dollar supersedes everything. And for, I mean, even for group of five schools, you know, these, these football contracts, TV contracts, and that, that helps. I mean, that, basically that's how you survive on your athletic budget is get through football. And, but again, I don't know how they can do that. You know, yeah. um, I did see where Rice yesterday down in Houston uh, sent an email out to their students saying, that they're going to have classes in tents outside and they need to bring lawn chairs with them. Uh, bring your lawn chair to class. That'll, that would be interesting. Uh, um, I'd rather just go online at that point. I think <laughs> it, 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 deep, deep in the, deep in the heart of Texas and August sitting outside does not sound appeasing to me. No, not, not, and especially at a place like Rice where it's a, you know, a Ivy league top education and you really got to pay attention. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't see how that's going to work, but um, hopefully it does. Hopefully something, you know, we figure something out because I think everybody wants college football back. Um, you know, that college football in the South is is the most popular sport, I would say. Um, you know, and it's it's your sense of pride for your school and state, and, you know, it, we need it back, but I just don't see how it's going to happen right now. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of how I am. Um I don't know. And at this point, if you told me we could play football in the spring with fans, I'd probably say sign me up. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, especially if we could get basketball season before it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we're, we're going to get some professional sports. Let that lead into basketball season and basketball into football. I think, you know, and, and actually back into baseball probably too. So, um, yeah. I'd be for it. Yeah, because I really think next year MLB will be the first league that uh, allows 100% capacity at sporting events. I think they will be the first league to do it. Because I think we're going to see sports with fans uh, maybe not before the year is over, but probably like January or February at the professional level. And then I think MLB will be the first one that will allow 100% capacity at some point next year. So, Well, I mean, because you look at some – these MLB stadiums. I mean, the Miami Marlins have been social distancing for years. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, there's there's a handful of stadiums that fill up every every game. You know, and so even if you even if you're allowed to have full capacity, they're not going to be at full capacity. That's just like like you were talking about fancy baseball. It's it's tedious. It's it's tough, especially over 162 game season. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. And, you know, like I said, looking forward to baseball next week. And then WNBA starts up and then we get to the NBA. So, yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing Tiger back on the course this week, but that's gone awful this morning. 
Um, <laughs> got up at like 6.45, catch Tiger's tee time, and he's at two under, makes a birdie, he's at two under, and like, all right, we're all right. Now, all of a sudden, he's at four over. So, And that's not good. I, I watched a little bit yesterday, and um, he seemed to hit it pretty good until he got, got his putter out. Yeah, and, that's what's – that's what's been killing him. The putter killed him, and then, you know, he every club every club in the bag was fine, and the putter started to kill him, and then he just kind of lost his momentum, and he's played like absolute crap since that point. So he's in danger of not making the cut. I don't think he'll make the cut this weekend. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Gary Woodlands, you know, and Ryan Palmer are both leading the tournament at minus seven right now, and um. Yeah, it, he's he's definitely in danger. He's got to, he's got to turn it on here these last six seven holes. Yeah, and um, we'll see. I haven't pulled up. I'm gonna watch until the very end, but it doesn't look likely uh, at this moment. Uh, so I'm watching golf. Uh, I've been watching golf all week. What have you been watching? Man, I've been watching some baseball. Um, you know, trying to get ready for that. Really, haven't been watching a whole lot of anything on netflix I, I did start the series uh shooter on netflix um it, it's okay I'm, I'm about three episodes in uh it's i'll watch another one you know so uh see how that goes but really just you know kind of getting prepared to to watch some some baseball you know and, and kind of checking the braves out and their inner squad stuff and their roster and, and kind of seeing who's doing what and uh, looking forward to that. So yeah, that's kind of I, like I just haven't I haven't had time to watch anything. Like whenever I've whenever I've I've had time to watch stuff, I've you know watched golf or I've watched you know something on Netflix as background noise. I hadn't really had time to watch stuff. Uh, I'm trying to get Boy Meets World finished on the rewatch before sports start back next week because I know once that happens, I'm not gonna watch that so i have a season to go so now that tiger's not gonna make the cut i might just grind through that this weekend but uh, there you go there you go yeah but i just like at this point like once i finish that like i don't know the next time i'll start on the tv show I mean, yeah I, I can't find anything that I, that I just have to watch uh you know um so luckily kind of really good timing <laughs> yeah for, yeah so now I, I do have a question for you, and I meant to kind of talk to you about it before we we came on. But have you seen the stories about uh, the snitch hotline down in the bubble? I like, have. Yeah. What's your? So I was watching uh, the show on ESPN yesterday. I don't remember which one, and and uh, they were talking to some uh, former players that are analysts now, and they were like, you know, would you like? In, in today's culture, snitches, you know, aren't looked uh, good upon, you know, in your everyday life. But down there, with everything that's going on, that if you get if you do test positive for COVID, you're out two weeks, and that may be, you know, that may kill your your team season. If it's if Giannis gets gets COVID, the Bucks are done, you know, yeah. in the play, especially in the playoffs. Uh, would you snitch if you knew somebody from another team? went out of the bubble and tried to get back in what like what's your thoughts on that no because i think like if you snitch on Giannis in the middle of the eastern conference finals like like let's say it's sixers bucks in the eastern conference finals and joel Embiid snitches on Giannis, so Giannis has to quarantine for 10 days well Giannis is probably missing like three or four games in that series so like yeah you beat the bucks but like 
I mean, do you really beat the Bucks because Giannis isn't there? Like, no, I think that's dumb. Uh, I mean, I guess I get it, but I, I think it takes away from the competition if you're gonna like actively try and get players in quarantine for ten days. But, but, and I, I don't know where I fall on this. But what happens if Giannis tests positive and then you didn't snitch and and y'all still beat him, but every every person that played that game test positive and now y'all are in the finals without half your team yeah yeah you i know, mean the, the, that's the flip side of it yeah so. i mean i guess i get that i just um i don't know i i i think it could get to a point where it's too petty almost all right who's one nba player that you know for sure is snitching uh I've got one in mind. I, I would say Steph Curry, but he's not down there. Uh, Steph Patrick Curry or Drake. Beverly. Patrick, Patrick Beverly. Beverly. Yeah. Uh, J.R. Smith might be one. But he's going to be the one that tries to sneak out. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Rivers Austin Rivers seems like the type of guy that would snitch. I, agreed. Agreed. Um, isn't he the one? Is, was he on that Clippers team that – or, or Rockets team or something that when they tried to fight the Clippers and Chris Paul was there, like called the cops or something. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they used the secret I mean, tunnels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that he def, he will definitely snitch. Um, I did see where John Morant came out and said, "Nah, I ain't snitching. That ain't me." Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I can't wait to watch the Grizzlies. You know, and their young talent and see, you know, see if they can make a little run and get you know make some noise in the playoffs and. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be, I just ready to see that kind of basketball again. Yeah. Know? I and, like, I'm really and truly not just excited for it just cause I don't necessarily think the gameplay is going to be all that great. Like I just, it just feels like a, a, some type of mix between AAU and summer league, you know? And I just seeing that at a professional basketball level, I just, I don't know. I'm like I'm gonna watch, but I'm going into it with a lot of pessimism. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be they're basically restarting the season, but already have records. It's gonna be weird, but um, because the Lakers were playing really good when all this happened, you know, yeah. and I think they were the clear cut favorite probably to, to come out of the West, but but now you know I mean they're still gonna be good, but are they gonna find that rhythm again? Um, you know, are the Clippers gonna, you know, be able to find rhythm and because their rosters as good as anybody's out of the West? Um, or is there gonna be some Cinderella team, you know, that that comes through and surprises people? Um, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch. Sports are pretty much back by this time next week when we release our next pod. Hopefully, we'll have some sports to talk about. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, I I just I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks because by the end of July we'll have everything back per se. I mean, we're gonna have NBA, WNBA, MLB, what we'll PGA Tour going on, obviously, um, and then you know we're one step closer to getting uh, football back, maybe with the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and honestly, the sooner we can get back to sports, the better. Yep, it, it's just gonna. It'll feel like somewhat normal, and that's what people want. Um, 
and then it'll feel weird to see it without fans. <laughs> but, yeah, but then you'll get used then we'll, to it. Yeah, yeah, you'll get used to it, and you know you'll enjoy watching. So yeah, I mean, um, once you get five or six NBA games down, it'll you know just feel normal, I guess. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, you know, always good to talk a little sports and and kind of you know see what's going on, and you know hopefully Tiger can make a little run here and keep playing this weekend, but. Again, not looking promising. Um, yeah, actually, at, at this point, I like he's not going to win. But also, like I'm going to get up and watch if he's in the weekend. So I would prefer to sleep in this weekend. So if he misses <laughs> the cut, like it's not going to be the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, he right now the projected cuts at, at plus two. So he's uh, he's still at plus four. Hey, one one thing before we get out of here, because I've seen this on Twitter this morning. So one last thing we can talk about, and we'll call it a day. Uh, what is the absolute worst football game you have ever seen live and you cannot include NFL preseason? Uh, as live as in I was there? Or live yes, as just live as you were there. Because mine is 20, 2017 Ole Miss at Bama, the first year that Matt Luke – was the head coach so 20 well I think that's right yeah so the first year Matt Luke was a head coach because Hugh Free stuff went down in the offseason so that was in late September early October of 2017 Ole Miss and Bama Jalen Hurts is still a starting quarterback for Bama um, and they absolutely thrashed Ole Miss it was 66 to 3 the final score uh, I remember leaving in the third quarter of play because uh, I went with one of my friends who was a Bama fan, and he kind of like felt sorry for me. So we left in the third quarter of play. But we did watch two drives from Tua Tagovailoa, and I remember like leaning over him, and I was like, man, like this dude's better than Jalen Hurts. Like this dude's good. <laughs> yeah, and turns out that he was. Yeah. Um, mine would be 2017 TCU at Arkansas. Um, I was there. Brett Bielema's last year. It you just kind of looking back, that probably started was the start of the last three years of us just not being very good. And I remember we doinked a field goal off the upright. We had like we had so many chances, but I mean we're we're only down fourteen seven going into the fourth quarter. It just it. I mean Austin Allen, who's a really good quarterback went through for 138 yards i mean just couldn't get anything going um in fact we we left the stadium like at halftime because it was so hot it was second game of the year and it's just like not like just (laughs) there's just nothing there's no energy you could tell that was that was the beginning of the end for bielema yeah Um, especially coming off where you know, the year to end the year before we had the big lead against Missouri at halftime, ended up losing big lead against Virginia tech in the bowl game, ended up losing. So people were already kind of on, you know, on his case and stuff. And, and then we go lay an egg at home against TCU after going to TCU the year before and winning, you know? And so, um, that's probably at least in my recent memory, my worst one. Yeah, and if you remember, that day, too, was um, – because that day was supposed to be the Arkansas State-Miami game. So, one of my buddies at the time was a student in Arkansas. 
And so the A State Miami game gets called off, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, if you can get a ticket, let me know, and I'll go. So he gets me a ticket, and I remember that was the day where they were like honoring Frank Burles because Frank Burles had died earlier in the week or a couple of weeks before that, and so they had this whole thing in the pregame honoring him, and like it was packed, there was good energy in the stadium, and then. Like, Arkansas just could not do anything. They could not move the football. And wow. honest to God, that might have that, that game might be the last time that stadium was at full capacity. Um, I would say that it was. I would say that it was because it was packed at, to start. But by halftime, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's been about like that since. Yeah. So, but. Yep. Yeah, hope, looking for better days. Better days. So. We'll see. Uh, and, and Sam, we trust. And Sam, yeah, and Sam, we trust. We'll see. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll be back, what, next week? Sometime. Sometime. I, I guess we don't have one scheduled for sure yet, but we will. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get one. And um, Yeah, looking forward to it. You know, shout out to Coach Smith and his Orioles. Yep. Um, you know, hopefully they can win a game or two here in the next month. But we'll see. We'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, uh, we'll be back sometime next week. I know we had talked about getting a couple of different people on for interviews, so uh, we'll get something next week. Uh, but until next week, uh, for Caleb Lewis and Carlton, stay safe. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys next week. So long.